Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you're listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. It's been a great weekend for sport in the county and I suppose after the show seven days ago when we talked about defeat after defeat after defeat all weekend, it's absolutely fantastic to be here talking about two victories in the National Football League and in the National Hurling League for the footballers and the hurlers of the senior county sides. Leitrim winning in Louth, 314 to 112 to give themselves a real chance of staying up in Division 3 in the National Football League, while the Hurlers all but sealed their place in the Division 3 final, Leitrim 2-13 to Lancashire's 1-11 in a game played in Abbottstown. We'll talk about that change, which means that Leitrim won't have played a home game in the league for the entire season. We'll talk about that with Carl McDermott later in the programme. In terms of other sports and before we get into the, the nuts and bolts of it, let's take, talk about that game in Dundalk yesterday afternoon. Unfortunately, I missed the game. I wasn't able to make it. And one or two things that we had lined up to, to speak to players after the game just fell through. And we haven't been able to get it. It's why the show is a little bit later today. We had hoped to make something happen today, but it just didn't happen in time. Um, so thanks to those who tried to make it happen. But just unfortunately, we don't have any interviews to bring to you from the game today. I wasn't at it. I did listen to it on the radio and it sounded like an absolute cracking game. Others will talk about it this week, so unfortunately, you'll have to get your fix elsewhere. I can highly recommend Ocean, Shannon Side, and of course, Leitrim Reserve on Wednesday. We'll have a full report on that as well. However, from a supporter's point of view, it's great to see Leitrim actually kick on and really show that they deserve to be in Division 3 level because I think a few supporters had forgotten that we actually earned our right to be in this division this year. A big victory over Loud, who are, yes, struggling, but they are there on merit also. And Leitrim giving themselves a shot in the arm. Two fixtures to come against Tipperary. And first of all, we play down in Park Esler in Newry in two weeks' time, and it's going to be an absolute nail-biter because the down game, less so, but the Tipperary game looks like it's going to be a winner-take-all survive in the Division 3 for the winner in that game. And I think Leitrim, uh, most people wouldn't be putting money on them to, to stay up at this stage, but I think they've given themselves a real shot in the arm and a good chance of catching Tipperary a little bit off guard. So it'll all come down to that last set of fixtures. Down, away in two weeks' time, Tipperary at home the week after. So th- two really, really big Gaelic football games coming up in that Division 3. Now, it's going to be said that survival in Division 3 is almost a bigger achievement than getting out of Division 4 in the first place. And we've seen from certain teams, whether it's Clare, amongst others, Sligo as well, doing quite well uh, before being relegated back down. But there are teams that have really kicked on uh, once they've got out of Division 4 and, and found their level in Division 3. Longford, another good example, now competing for promotion out of Division 3. So uh, if Leitrim can survive, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic um, success story for this year, nearly as big, if not bigger, than winning uh, get promotion from Division 4 last year. Now, that being said, it's still a long, long way to go. Two games to go. We probably need two points. Three would more or less guarantee survival, uh, but two points would probably be enough to stay up in that division. So the very best luck to Terry Highland and his charges. We'll be talking to them ahead of their next outing against Down in two weeks' time. Now, the weather did play havoc with the results and with the fixtures over the course of the weekend. Sligo Rugby Club's All-Ireland League game in Galway was postponed due to the poor weather. Sligo also in soccer in the SSE Electricity League. Sligo Rovers clash with the Waterford 
that also fell foul of the conditions. Both those games called off nice and early to avoid people travelling throughout the province and across the country in the case of Waterford. In Division 1 of the SSE Electricity League, Drogheda was the venue on Friday night for Longford Town as they ran out winners 1-0 to earn their place in the top two in that division. So at the moment, two teams with 100% records themselves in Cabin Teeley, both sit on top of the league and Longford's title ambitions ticking along nicely there, second round of the league, and they'll be quite happy to, to kind of keep just those 1-0 wins, 2-0 wins, keep it going through the season. We'll be catching up with Dara Doyle and his team through that season as it progresses. A little bit closer to home, Manor Rangers made the short trip to Ballasadere in the Super League, their first Super League game in a while after a couple of weeks of cancellations of cup games. Finally, it took place yesterday back in the Super League and because of the conditions and because of other games not being played, a 5-1 victory for Manor Rangers saw them leapfrog everybody to go to the top of the table. And for the first time at this stage of the season in recent memory, Manor Rangers at the top of the table. They're one point clear of Carberry, albeit with one game more played. They have six games left. We'll be talking to Thomas MacDonald about how his team got on in that game and their look forward to their cup game against Merville next week and the continuation of the Sligo Leitrim League as they bid to win that competition for the first time in their history. Some games played in Gaelic games throughout the weekend and under 17 club divisions, most of the games called off, um, particularly at the adult level where Leitrim GA came out on Friday and just said no, no games this weekend. It meant the pitches got a chance to recover, to not be destroyed but in the poor conditions, but also people travelling to play, to officiate and to support in these games. Everyone got to stay at home in the middle of the storm. So good news for everybody really because the weather conditions over the weekend were pretty, pretty bad for most of us in County Leitrim. There were some games that did survive the weather at underage level and we're just going to run through some of the results. In the under-17 grade, in Division 1, St Mary's 2.13, McDermott Gales 1.6, while at under-13 level in Division 1, Mohull 7 points, Allen Gales 1.9, and in Division 2, Drummer Hare 21 points, St Francis 19, Kilo 30 points, and Aduff 3.8, Leitrim Gales, 15 points. Allen Gales, 28 points. While in Division 5, Glenfarren, 22 points. Drum Kieran, 35 points. And a reminder that that under-13 competition is run in association with Longford GAA. You would have heard Kilo mentioned there in terms of fixture with Anaduff. Longford and Leitrim both combined for that particular competition. Played today, Monday, Carrick and Shannon Community School were beaten in the semi-final of the Connacht Senior B Football Championship they ran out losers in that particular game to St. Joseph's, 2-14 to 1-12, so a five-point defeat for the Carrick and Shannon team. Hard luck to everybody involved in that particular team. In terms of rugby, some more fixtures from junior competitions across the weekend. The Carrick and Shannon edged their way into the plate quarter-final in Connacht with a walkover against Loch Ray. They go on to play Toom next weekend. Toom, 10 points to three victors over Sligo, so it would have been an interesting local battle in that particular competition. But Carrick and Shannon and Shum, probably the two favourite sides in this competition that are left. They're both in Junior 1C in that division in Connacht, effectively the third division of four in the Connacht club system, while Westport and Galwegians, both in Division 4, albeit near the top of that division, they currently sit in second and third, and they contest the other semi-final in that competition. So Carrick and Shannon, one win away against Shum, a very winnable game, 
and they are that one win away from that final place, which would be a lovely little fill-up after what has been a tough rugby season for Carrick and Shannon at junior level in the province. In terms of athletics, some loads of activity over the weekend. Uh, we had the Fran Faulkner 5K road race for the first time in Manor Hamilton in a fabulous event. 600 competitors, which is phenomenal considering the weather conditions. It would have been phenomenal in any circumstances. But given the weather and the fact that everyone had been told to stay indoors, 600 people to get out and go for a 5K walk or a run in the middle of the day on Saturday... Huge, huge achievement. Some fantastic performances as well. First home, we'll start with the ladies because they were first home. Teresa Doherty, first across the line. She won the ladies' event. Sarah Brady in second place and Susanna O'Byrne finishing off the medal placings there in the women's category. We won't go through all the open categories and underage categories because there were absolutely loads of them. Safe to say that Sarah Mulvaney Kelly put in an absolute trojan effort she actually ran quicker than the third place finisher in the women's senior event the male competition brought home by kieran doherty yes it is also doherty a husband of Teresa, who won the race and the female categories in the race ryan owens in second and darren mitchell under 14 still he came home in third place in that competition as well as that in terms of athletics there was also the national indoor championships and that took place in the national center in abbottstown in Dublin over the weekend Jared O'Donnell in action for Carrick Athletic Club and he took gold in the 600 not 600 metres he took gold in the 60 metre hurdles his best indoor event and he took gold comfortably after a poor start in the heat he went on to win that and he just powered home through the final fantastic uh, victory I watched the race on the Carrick and Shannon Athletic Club's Facebook page and he just never looked like being beaten in that particular contest. Alana McGuinness, on the other hand, a good result for her in terms of her advancement and her development as an athlete, finished fourth in her heat in a time of 7.72 in the 60-metre sprints on day two. Uh, Great result for her. Unfortunately, not just quite good enough to make a place in that final, but given that she's still under 19, plenty of room for her to develop and to progress in her athletics career as well. Anyway, let's get on with the meat of the of the show. I was going to say the sandwich there today. Well, let's get on with the meat of the show. First of all, we're going to hear about who's in the running for the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month Awards. They will be announced. The nominees will be announced on today's show. The winners will be announced on Friday's show when our judges get a chance to add their opinions to yours. We want you to vote for your favourite person on the nominee list and you can get all that information at leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote where you'll find out who's been nominated. You can click through and read about each person and what they've done and why they deserve your support. I'm sure some of them will be familiar faces. Some of them will you've never heard of before from age of 10 to well well past retirement let's just say that best of luck to everybody who's been nominated 23 nominations from 18 different clubs entities associations sports schools around the county and uh, we love hearing from you about who you think is going to win we had 1500 people voted last month let's see if we can hit that number or better it again this month uh, we have full results of that on friday but here is who's been nominated in this month's award As regular listeners to the show will be aware, we have a monthly Sports Person of the Month Awards. And this week, we are announcing our candidates and our nominees for the month of February. And we have 10 sports represented, 18 sports clubs, teams, schools, as well as 23 individual people, all nominated 
for our awards this particular month. Now we're going to start with the international category and it has been a whirlwind month for Manor Hamilton's Myrne Devaney who is a key member of the Irish under 17 women's soccer team for their double encounter with Iceland in Waterford in February. She also made her senior inter-county ladies football debut with Leitrim and won a school's Connacht Championship with St Clair's Comprehensive School all in the month of February. So that's a huge achievement for Mern. Congratulations on your nomination in that category. Another member of that St Clair's Championship victory, Hannah Johnston, made her international debut as she co-captained Ireland under 18 women's rugby team in a victory in Scotland late in the month. The first time the age group had an Irish selection after a number of years of Hannah's involvement with both Connacht and Sligo Rugby. So uh, one of Murren's teammates, Hannah, both of those competing for that particular prize. But they will have to fend off the challenge of Conor Lanigan of Trident Swimming Club. The 13-year-old made his international debut this week at the Dave McCullough International Open in Bangor in Northern Ireland. And he set a personal best of 2.51.83 in the 200-metre fly. So fantastic achievement for him, a huge personal best, five seconds off his previous quickest time in that particular discipline. So congratulations to Connor, a great future ahead there for the 13-year-old based out of Carrick and Shannon Club Trident Swim Club. So Murren, Hannah and Connor, all in that category. You can, of course, vote for these on our website, leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote check that out and you can vote in all the categories but we're going to run through each of the nominees in all the of the other categories first uh, in the national category Kinlaw native Teresa Doherty had a fantastic month as the first finisher across the line at the Athletics Ireland Masters Women's Cross Country Championships and followed that up by leading home the field at the Fran Faulkner 5 kilometer road race in Manor Hamilton last weekend now I want to repeat that she led home the field, male, female, the whole lot, she was first home. Huge achievement for her. Congratulations, Teresa, on your achievement during the month. Glencar Manor Hamilton's Leah Fox scored a total of four goals in her first competitive start for the senior ladies football team in the National League victory over Antrim. Not bad for a 17-year-old who was taken off after 42 minutes of that game. Another member of that team that won the Connacht Championship with St. Clair's Comprehensive. So congratulations, Leah, on both of those achievements through the month of February. Leitrim Hurling has been on the up in recent times and the emergence of a strong Glencar Manor contingent led by Kyle McDermott has been key to that success. His scores helped stem the tide of league defeats with a victory over Calvin to edge towards a Division 3B National League final appearance hopefully in two weeks' time. Balnamore's Dean McGovern has arguably been Leitrim's most consistent performer in their Alliance National Football League campaign this year. Despite the three defeats during February, he contributed some outstanding attacking bursts and some key scores during those fixtures. His Leitrim teammate, Dermot McKiernan, bounced back from his injury in the FBD League semi-final with a string of impressive performances his reflex saves and bravery against Cork in particular kept Leitrim in the contest longer than most neutrals would have expected in that Alliance National Football League Division 3 clash. Uh, two teammates there up against each other, Dean McGovern and Jeremy McKiernan, both playing senior football with Leitrim, both in the nomination list this particular month. While Sligo Rovers have struggled to get to the pace of this season's SSE Airtricity League Premier Division, Leitrim Village's Niall Moran has been a standout bright spot for the Bitter Red this month. 
He's earned the Fans Man of the Match award for two of the opening three league fixtures, despite the bad results for Sligo so far in this year's league campaign. After winning the local category in these very awards last month, Sarah Mulvaney-Kelly has expanded her reach with a fifth-place finish in the National Cross Country Championships, as well as winning the Under-14 event at the inaugural Fran Faulkner 5K Road Race in a time which was faster than the bronze medalist in the senior women's race. Not bad for a 10-year-old. Congratulations to Sarah, a worthy winner last month. Will she be your vote for this month too? Young swimmer Maya Mulvey of Trident Swim Club produced two fantastic performances to win silver medals in the 50-metre backstroke and the 50-metre butterfly at the national finals of the Minor School Swimming Championships in the National Aquatic Centre in Dublin during the month of February. While finally rounding out the nine nominees in this category, Drumshambo's ultra-trail runner Ricky Wynn has been impressive with his performances in some of the most remote places on the planet in recent years. This month, he finished second in the Slee Gaeltacht Muscree in Cork over the Cork and Kerry Mountains. Despite the 120km winds, relentless rain and getting pulled into a river along the route. So all sorts of adventure for Ricky as he's running up and down the trails all over the country. They are our nine candidates. The very best of luck to them. Again, you can vote for those people, whoever you think deserves it the most, on www.leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote the very best of luck finally 11 nominees in the local category and they are mark ahern of balnamore athletics and balnamore athletics have always been top of the walk with their olympic credentials but youngster mark ahern is the new face of the walking discipline in the club he finished second in the under 14 walk at the connacht indoor championships just ahead of his clubmate satanta gleason mark gets the nod and the nomination for that this particular month Drumahair's Robbie Cunningham has been pivotal in Manor Rangers' rise to the top of the Sligo Leitrim Super League table in recent months, and in a month where fixture lists were ripped apart by the weather, he still managed to get himself on the score sheet against junior kingpins Athen Rye. Congratulations to Robbie and his teammates about being on top of that league in the Sligo Leitrim League. North Leitrim Athletic Club's Mark Hazlett took home double honours by winning the under-13 60m and 60m hurdles gold medals from the Connacht Indoor Athletics Championships in Athlone recently. While Leitrim handball stalwart Ed Lee of FINA Handball Club reached the final of the Connacht Masters, the Diamond Masters, by beating Pierce Lawler of Galway before being awarded the title courtesy of a walkover from his Sligo opponent, who obviously had too much to worry about in the shape of Ed. So Ed, the Connacht champion in the Diamond Masters Handball Championships. Congratulations, Ed Lee of Fianna. He's also nominated in that particular competition. Carrick Athletic Club's Alana McGuinness, she's another double nominee. She was nominated last month as well, and she took home a gold medal from the Connacht Indoors in the under-19 200-metre final to go with her silver in the under-19 60-metre final reaching the All-Ireland Final in both events, which will be held later this month. Alana also nominated again, this time in the local category, uh, ahead of a national final at the end of the month. Drumshambo Handball Club's Kieran McMorrow secured a Connacht Under-17A silver medal when he won his semi-final. Unfortunately, an injury sustained in that victory would see him forced to concede the final, uh, resulting in the silver medal. A disappointment, but still a fantastic success nonetheless to reach that final. Congratulations, Kieran McMorrow. You are one of our nominees in the local category in the Leitrim Daily Sports Awards this particular month. Mohol Athletic Club were well represented at the Connacht Indoor Championships with their highest ranked athlete 
Orla McQueenie finishing seventh in the under 14 shot. She's also on the nominee list this month. Sibling rivalry can be very tough to deal with at the best of times. So when Sister Sarah won this award last month, Karen Mulvaney Kelly wanted to go one better and set a new Connacht Championship record for the under 13 one kilometre walk in five minutes, nine seconds at the Connacht Indoor Championships to earn her own nomination for the award this month. I have to mention that third sister Lara made a hat-trick with her own gold medal in the under-18 shot, but Karen is nominated in the local award this month. Congratulations to Karen. Will she repeat her sister's feat of last month and take home that title at the end of the vote? We shall find out on Friday. Three final nominations, and the first one is a massive congratulations to the Poor Scholar Darts team of Ian Flynn, Michael Herty, Charlie MacDonald, Dennis Dolan, Cyril Oak-Smith and John Christie who secured the Francis McGurl Memorial Cup beating Quinns of Fina 5-3 in the final played earlier in the month of February. And finally, two teams from the same place, the same school, St. Clare's Comprehensive. We mentioned though that girls team that won the Connacht Sea Championship at the third time of asking, their third consecutive final, the first time they've taken it with this particular group of players. They beat Gortner Abbey of Cross Malina in the final during the month of February. They are on the list. And finally, rounding out the names and nominees for this month's local category, purely on alphabetical order, of course, is the junior boys soccer team in St. Clair's Comprehensive, nominated last month for winning the Connacht title. This month, they took part in the All-Ireland Series and unfortunately beaten 4-1 on penalties by Gail Colosh de Limney in Athlone Town Stadium in that semi-final, having led... 2-0 in the game. Disappointing way for their season to end, but a fantastic achievement to have won that Connacht title and to have represented the club, the county and the region so well in the sport. Congratulations to everybody concerned. They are our nominees for the, this month's awards and I'm sure you would love to recognise your favourite heroes amongst those list of people. You can check out all of their credentials on leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote where you will be able to Give your choice and let us know who you think should win that. Your votes will be taken into consideration and will be added up into the whole pot before we pick a winner, which will be announced on Friday's show. So the very, very best of luck to all of those uh, fantastic nominees, all richly deserve some fantastic achievements in the middle of all of that. And really, it shows the strength and depth of Leitrim talent on the sporting field around the county the region and of course at national and international level as well so don't forget leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote and you can pick your winner and have your say in who should get that award do remember for march we are already accepting nominations for people who have done phenomenal things there's only two days in when we speak about this but as the month progresses those nominations are open just go to leitrimdaily.com forward slash nominate Tell us who you think deserves the award for March and we would love to have them featured on the show in a month's time. Now, Leitrim Hurlers, their game, not for the first time this season, saw them have to leave the county to play a home game. Not a single home game in this year's league campaign for Leitrim. But all that being said, a great result today. The game moved to Abbottstown in Dublin National Sports Campus and I'm joined by Kyle McDermott, one of their star performers in the last few games, to talk about the game. Carl, welcome to the show. Definitely, how are things? Well, I'm not, too, I'm not too bad. Uh, we're surrounded by water down here in Carrick and Shannon, Leitrim Village, but uh, we just couldn't get away to the game today, and especially when it was moved again. 
that must be frustrating from a, a county hurling point of view to not be able to play those games here in the county. Yeah, I, it, it was a small bit frustrating, in fairness. Now, um, we were looking forward to that game in, in Park Sean, but I suppose just with, like there, there are conditions that we can't really we can't really take control of. So, you know, if, if it's not playable, it's not playable. And um, yeah, we were lucky enough to get the facility up in Abbott Town today, fantastic facility. So we're happy enough to get the game there. I suppose with a few of the lads already situated in Dublin for work or study reasons, it's probably not the worst place to have to go to play a game. But yeah, oh, yeah, and and a good bit of notice. It turns out I actually missed it yesterday on Twitter, but there was a a fair bit of notice given out, nearly a twenty four hours notice of the game being changed. Unlike the Cavan game, which ended up in Cavan literally at the last minute. Yeah, it wasn't as bad now as the Cavan game, but um, and fairness, like a lot of us had come down to Leitrim already. Like I had, I had come down. I was down in Leitrim at 12 o'clock Friday night and then had to come back up then last night again. So I wasn't back up here till 10 o'clock last night. But like, all right, it's grand now. I can stay up here for the, for the evening and that and just take it easy. But where a few, few of the other boys might have a bit, bit of a longer spin ahead of them. But um, actually, look, look, these are the things we've got to work with. We'll, we'll, not, we'll not complain too much. We're just happy enough to get the results in the, at the end of the day. The result, of course, being all important from today. Lancashire and yourselves vying for that second place spot. It's not quite finalised yet. Let's talk about today's game and, and how it went because from start to finish, Leitrim seemed to be in control of that game. Yeah, we, we had a we had a good we had a good first half now with a with a bit of a breeze behind us. Um but we just we felt like we, we didn't really come in as far enough ahead as we, we should have. We weren't clinical enough and we wasted a lot of ball. I think we came in four points ahead at half time and you know it just kinda with a bit of a breeze against us then the second half we might have been leaving it a bit to do. But um yeah, we, we got it we got away and we, we, we pulled pulled it back a bit then in the second half and we got we got away and we dragged the result out. It was a tough game. It, it wasn't summer hurling by by a long shot, but um you know, we we got the result out. In terms of the result now, it leaves you on four points after the four games in the league. Amazingly enough, that's actually nearly good enough to get a team into the final. So Sligo topped the division, and then it's basically a case of whether it's yourselves, Lancashire, or Fermanagh who will take that spot. Yourselves and Lancashire, four points, Fermanagh on two with one game to go. It'll come down to score difference. And Explain to us how that's going to work, because Leitrim sitting in second place at the moment, but need Fermanagh not to win by something like 17 points. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think it comes down to a combination of head-to-head and point difference. So, uh, at the moment, I think Sligo need to or lose to, or there's like a 17 uh, points difference between ourselves and Fermanagh. So, I think they have to beat Sligo by 17 points or something like that. So, look, we're just we're just going to wait and see what the result is in that game. Hopefully, now Sligo can uh, get over the line there, and then we can. We'll just prepare for as if we're in a final because there's nothing really else we can do except for wait. So we'll just train our best and keep an eye on that result next weekend. I suppose should Fermanagh not win that game, it will be head-to-head. With yourselves in Lancashire, you'll edge that based on today's result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. So what's the plan for the next two weeks then? Because a Division 3 league final would be nice to, to kind of get into that that stage of the competition because you didn't get there last year. It was a disappointing league campaign. How much nicer is it to be in that spot kind of where you're eyeing up a, a league final well that's that's where we want to be like we do you know at the start of the league or preparing for the league that, that's our ambition you want to get to finals you want to be winning games and like we were ter- we were really disappointed after that for game um because it just kind of set us off on a bad 
start, but like we we've 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 got a couple of good results there now that have gotten us back into a final. So like we we're always aiming to improve, and hopefully if we get into that final, then we can push on with two weeks of good preparation. We can push on and get a get a win on the day against Ligo. Another nice talking point from today's game was the lack of a red card for Leitrim's first game of the league that we yeah. had somebody sent off. <laughs> I know that's it. Olkin Conway was uh, was delighted. He was chuffed uh, in the dressing room after the game, and he gave us a big goal of post that we didn't get anybody sent off. How important is that in in the grand scheme of things? Because we see it happening so often. I know the hurlers have had three men in three games up before today sent off. The footballers have had two in four games. And it's really affected both of those games uh, in terms of the football and probably the Fermanagh game as well to a certain extent in, in the hurling context. How important is it to keep the discipline so tight in those crunch games when, when really yeah. the games are in the balance? Oh, it's so important. Like, um, it's just, it's just, a, it's a, it's a fine balance to keep in hurling, especially like, cause you know, you really want to bring a, a high level of intensity to these games. You don't want to be, you know, stepping off your man or pulling out of tackles, but you need to have a head on your shoulders at the same time that you're not going to do anything wild. You know, it's just, it's just, it just comes with experience, knowing where the line, the line is at, and not to cross it, but still go to the line. Um. Over the last few years, we have had a bit of a habit of getting lads sent off, just stepping over that line, and it's cost us in competitions. Like, look at the league there, the league final there two years ago. We got a, against Lancashire again. We got man sent off, and we played uh, the whole game man down. And you know, we it is something we're trying to work on because you don't you don't want to take from your intensity at all, but you still just need to have a head on your shoulders that uh that you can you can you know just not cross that line. I suppose two weeks' time we'll either be in a league final or we won't. We'll know that in, in seven days when Fermanagh plays Sligo. But we will definitely be in the Nicky Rackard Cup this comp- this summer. Um, what's the, the preparations been like? Has that come into even the thinking of the, the squad yet? Or is there one eye still on that league final before you'll turn your attention to the championship? Um, not really. Look, the, the way we see it is doing well in this competition is the best preparation for the Nicky Rackard. If we, can, if we can come out with a league title... It's 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 a brilliant preparation for 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 mentality for the rest. You know, there's going to be a big break between the end of the league and and the start of the Nicky Rackard. So if you're going into that with good hunger, uh, good mentality, positive attitude in the dressing room, it'll all help build. And then the commitment can come after that, and we can put in hard work then for those those two three months, whatever's whatever's in between. In terms of that competition, it's a step up for Leitrim. I've never played at that level, uh, I suppose, since the invent of the, the Laurie Mar Cup a couple of years back. Sligo went and won back-to-back competitions over the last two seasons. Is that something that Re- Leitrim realistically can emulate and, and go and, and actually give that Nicky Rackard competition a, a really good rattle this summer? Well, well, it has to be our aim. Like, you, know, you have to go into a competition thinking that you can win it. And I, I have full confidence that we can go there and emulate what Sligo have done. There's no reason we've played Sligo dozens of times over the last few years and we've seen what they've done. It just comes down to hard work, putting in the hours off the pitch and on the pitch. And, just, you know, like, there's no reason. There, it's, it is really what we're hoping to do now. But um, we'll just we'll focus on the league and then we'll try to get our, our preparation uh, in line then for the championship. We'll but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be going into that with, with high high expectations. Well, listen, Carl, the very, very best of luck in, I suppose, a game that you're not involved in next week and hoping that Fermanagh don't close that gap and, and surpass you in that competition. Hopefully, we'll be looking at Leitrim in a 
uh, Division 3B League final in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, some positive news on a personal note as well. You've been selected and nominated for the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month Award in the national category. Congratulations. Perfect. Thank you very much, Preston. That's brilliant news. No problem. You'll have to get the vote out now over the next two days and hopefully we'll be seeing you in the mix when uh, we discuss yeah. it on Friday's show. Thanks very much for joining me. Uh, well done today and whatever that might bring in terms of a league final appearance. Perfect. Thank you, Preston. All the best. Now played today in Balasadere, Manor Rangers, it's finally happened. They are top of the Sligo Leitrim Super League for the first time uh, in the last couple of weeks and months after a fantastic run over the last little while. Uh, finally secured today a 5-1 victory against Balasadere United away. Thomas MacDonald, our manager, joins me now. Thomas top of the league, albeit with a game more played than Carberry, one point behind you. You must be super excited to be at this stage of the season and, and in that position. Hi, Bresney. How are you? Yeah, at this stage in the season, it's it's great to finally uh, get to the top of the league. We've been um, putting in good performances all season and for the last number of weeks, but the the two teams that were ahead of us, Carter and Carberry, they kept winning also, so we, we kind of always remained in, in third position. But then when we bet Carberry, we we jumped a position and then we bet Carter and we uh, moved up kind of again closer. And then with Carberry playing in, in the Connacht Cup today and us playing the league and we won, we finally made it to the top of the table for the moment. We'll talk about all of that a little bit later in our conversation. But first, let's talk about today's game. 5-1 against Ballastair. Ballastair, a reasonably good side in the division it shows kind of that gulf between those top two or three teams you're talking about there and the rest. Talk us through the game and how it developed. Yeah, um, the game was on the on the new uh, Astro facility in Baltadere, and it's a, a magnificent facility. But um, uh, it, it's we started a bit slow, I suppose. The first ten minutes, I, I I think it took us a while to get our touch and to get going, but. Um, I suppose in that first around 10 minutes in, we did create a one on one and the keeper saved it. But after that, we got our momentum, got the ball down, started passing it better. We were solid in the, at the back, solid in midfield. When we didn't have the ball, we, we kept our shape and then we, we got the breakthrough. It was a, a great strike from Paul Logan from maybe 25 yards, hit it on the half volley. Then shortly after that, Paddy Walsh got a, a second goal, a long distance strike. And then we got a third. I'm not sure who got it. And they scored a goal just on the brink of half time, three one. But in the second half, we we killed the game off with a Alan Hickey penalty, and then there was a fifth goal from Shane Walsh. So, you know, it was a good performance. I better not to forget Shea Ryder as well. It was uh, who got that third goal. He'll be he won't play for yes, next week. Sorry. Jamie Ryder, if he, if he hears this report and I forgot him, he'll not be happy. It was him. It was the actual third goal was probably the best move of the game. There was some lovely passes and it got the final ball came through to Shamie Ryder and he dinked it past the keeper. Now that was that was a great goal, yeah. I think you've redeemed yourself, you'll get away with that one. Um in terms of that obviously impact, we've already talked about how the league table looks now. You've played fourteen games, you've got four more to go. You're one point ahead of Carberry. They have a game in hand. You play them in a couple of weeks in the B Park, all things going well with facilities. Uh, it's a huge game now, isn't 
Yeah, I suppose every game at the moment is like a cup final. We actually have, have six games left. We're on 14, but with six games I think we have left. And we have one game played extra than Carberry. But the, I suppose the main thing is we have the points on the board. Um, and now that we have gone top, it, it puts the pressure more on them, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, every game is massive now. You know, the game against Carberry, assuming they keep winning, the game against Carberry, whether it comes in two, three, four weeks' time, it, it's only a big game if we keep winning. And I suppose I've probably been saying that to you for the last, over the last couple of weeks. You know, I assume they're going to win, so we have to keep winning. And then that'll turn us into another cup final if that's the way it, that's the way it uh, goes. Now, five goals today, but you did that without your top scorer, Robbie Cunningham. Not in the team today. Is he unavailable or injured or just away for the weekend? You know, Robbie actually was suspended for today's game. He picked up, uh, I think it's either after four or five yellow cards, you miss a game. So we knew, I kind of knew this for the last couple of weeks because the last few weeks there's been a blanket call-off with all the storms. So uh, I, I knew this was coming and... It just goes to show you the, the strength and depth of our panel. Robbie's not unavailable, and there's there's lads that are on the bench. Sometimes it's hard to pick the team, but there's always someone that's ready to step in and you know well able to start in that uh, first eleven. So it was good. It was good to see the performances today. You mentioned the cup competitions earlier. You also mentioned games been put off over the last few weeks. It took three attempts to play that kind of cup game against Athenry. Finally happened last weekend. Wasn't a great day though in terms of the final score at least. Yeah, no. The result was disappointing. But I knew coming into that game and I, I knew what Atten Rye were about. They're a top quality side. I'd been monitoring them and I see they're up at the top of the Premier Division in Galway, the top league or top division and also in the FAI Junior Cup during the last eight teams, the quarter finals of the competition. And then they were in the last 32 against us. So they, they are a quality side. And we had a game plan going into that. And it worked for the first 45 minutes. We went in nil all at half time. And we, we possibly could have snuck the lead. But, you know, a shot off target. But they scored straight away in the second half. And it kind of hit us a bit hard. And the head kind of dropped a wee bit. And yeah, there was a, there was a bad patch then for 20 minutes. But the only thing... The other positive that I'd take out of it, apart from the first 45 minutes, was the last 15 minutes when you're playing against a top side, you could let the heads drop and say, you know, the game's over. But the one thing I said to the lads in the last 15 minutes, I was telling them, let's make sure we finish strong here and keep our shape. So we got our shape back, our back four, middle four, top two, and we went up and Robbie Cunningham actually, he scored to bring it to 4-1 but you know we possibly could have had a second goal but anyway I just wanted to see a strong finish to bring it into this game today against Balta there In terms of next week of course back to domestic cup action next week it's Merville the opposition they've been struggling this season um, you'd be hoping to get through that encounter I suppose and get into the next round of the of the Sligo Leitrim Super League Cup Yeah that's the, the quarter final of the, the Glass House up. We got a we got a buy into the quarters. Yeah, Merville for a Sligo Town team, I'd always count them as a quality side, and they mightn't be having their best season. But I think I'm right in saying that after looking at the results today, I think they had a, 
they had a good win today, I think. So, you know, they'll they'll be trying to bring that into next week and they'll know what we're about to, so that they'll they'll be looking to take a scalp and put the pressure on us. And also we have a you know, a, a few niggles, a couple of injuries, so there's opportunities to rest boys and play, give other lads a start. So we we'll still have a strong panel but um it's a, it's away from home in Marvel, so there'll be nothing easy in the quarterfinal of the cup. Well, listen, Thomas, congratulations on the result today. Congratulations for being on the top of the league, albeit a little bit premature. We won't be counting any chickens just yet, uh, but it's all heading in the right direction for Manor Rangers. So so well done to you and to the squad uh, for all your achievements over the last few weeks, and hopefully that run just continues to possibly a league title later in the season. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bethany. That's great. And again, as you said there, we won't get too excited. That's one thing I'm drilling into the lads, that we will not get too excited. We'll take it one game at a time and hopefully we can we can keep the pressure on and, and stay up the top. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a million. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Another busy, busy weekend of sporting action from around the county. Sorry to the Leitrim footballers for not being able to feature them a little bit heavier this week. But I think you'll see we did have an action-packed weekend nonetheless. We will have some feedback from the footballers and all the other teams in action next weekend ahead of all of those competitions. My name is Brett Nearly. Thank you very much for listening to the show today. Please get out and vote for whoever you feel deserves your support in the Sports Person of the Month Awards. We look forward to having deliberations on that during the week and sharing the results with you on Friday on the Sports Show. Talk to you tomorrow.